Brother Bruce Jones has our special. Y'all pray for me as I try to sing Hide Thou Me. It's got a good message in it. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my life in vain. I'm tempted then to murmur and of my lot complain. But when I think of Jesus and all he's done for me, then I cry, oh, rock of ages, hide Help in time 
of danger, my strong defense is He. Oh, Thou blessed rock of ages, hide Thou me. Oh, rock of ages, hide Thou me. No. turn with me this evening to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. Thank you for that special. That was wonderful. It has been a good day in the Lord's house. I know everybody's tired. It's been a long day, but it's been a good day. Matthew chapter 16. Thank you for that special. That fits right in with the message tonight. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew 16 verse 17. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you. Lord, for everything you've done today, and thank you for the harmony and the love and the peace that you've just filled this place with today, and I give you glory for that. I ask you, Lord, for strength to preach your word. I pray that you would uh, soften our hearts tonight so that we can take this word and you can take it and mold us and make us into the vessels that would bring you honor and glory, Lord. And Lord, when I preach, I don't want to I don't want to talk. I don't want to be heard, Lord, but it's you that we need to hear from. And I pray, Lord, that we would allow your will and your word to be done and preached in this place tonight. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you tonight about the foundation of the church. The foundation of the church. I simply want to talk about what the church is to be built upon what the church is to be built upon. And I think uh, a lot of times that people have a misconception. And although there's good things that we have in the church as far as ministries, I think sometimes we're, we get confused about what we build the church upon. And I believe the Scripture is very, very clear about what we build the church upon. And I want you to think about this. If you go build a house today, the first step is to lay the foundation. And the foundation is everything, isn't it? And everything that you build upon that foundation, whatever you use, whether wood or metal, whatever it is, it is attached to that foundation. And that structure is only as good as the foundation that that structure is attached to. 
And whatever you want to use as materials, use it. But as long as you fasten it to that secure foundation, it has a chance to withstand the storms of life. And as the New Testament church, we are to be built upon a foundation. Now, youth groups are wonderful. They have a place. They needed, they, they have a great need in the church. But we cannot build the church upon youth groups. We cannot build the church strictly upon music ministries. We cannot build the church strictly upon certain ministries of the church. I love Awana. But you cannot build your church upon Awana. And I want you to notice what Jesus said. And all of these things I just mentioned, I'm not taking any shots because I love every one of them. And I believe all of those ministries has a place within the church. But we must understand what we are to build the church upon. Because the church is only as good as the foundation on which it stands upon. And may I tell you, the foundation that we must build our church is upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. And I think about this story. And I've been to this place, Caesarea Philippi. I went to Israel several years ago. And I can, I can just picture and imagine this going and taking place because here is Peter. And Caesarea Philippi is in the mountains. Caesarea Philippi, there is nothing but rock everywhere. And on the side of the mountains is old temples and old different things that were set there that are 2,000 years old. It's an amazing place, but everywhere you look, is rock. There's rock everywhere. And in Caesarea Philippi, there were many, many false gods that were that had been brought up and then it, it had been destroyed. There was a lot of religions that were coming and had gone. Peter had seen things come and gone through Caesarea Philippi. And when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, Peter has already seen things that have that have came up Boy, everybody liked it for a while, and then it just went away. Isn't it amazing that the church is still going strong for over 2,000 years? And all the stuff that comes up, and all the exciting stuff, but stuff that is not based upon Scripture, it doesn't last long, does it? That doesn't last long. But anything built upon Jesus Christ will last long. It will last if it's built upon Jesus. And here, I want you to notice this. This is what Jesus said. He said, Peter, I want you to picture this because a lot of people get this messed up. He didn't say, Peter, upon you. He said, Peter, upon this rock. This is Jesus talking. Peter, upon this rock. Who's the rock? It's not Peter. Jesus is the rock. The foundation of the church was not Peter, but the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ. He's the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation of the church. Guess what? If there's no Jesus, there's no church. The church exists for the sole purpose of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Guess what? He bought the church. He died for the church. He's the foundation of the church. Our reason for existence is Jesus Christ. If we build upon anything, we must build upon the One who made us. And it's Jesus. 
We build upon Him. And all these things that come and go. Do you remember in Acts, wasn't it Galileo or Gamaliel, whatever his name was? And all those people were so upset at Paul and all of them that was preaching. And he said, listen, if it, if it be of God, there's nothing you can do about it. But if it's of men, it'll be of naught. And isn't it amazing those things that are of God men cannot destroy? May I tell you that Satan seeks to devour this church. Satan seeks to devour everything going on in this church. But as long as this church is built upon that firm foundation, it will withstand the gates of hell. I want you to know that hell itself has no power over the church that is built on Jesus Christ. May I tell you, there's only one church. (laughs) And if you're not built on Jesus, you're not in the church. Amen. The only church is built upon Jesus. Now, you go poor path and you poor foundation. There are several things, ingredients, that are used to make the foundation. And I want you to think about something, something a little different tonight. But I want you to think about the ingredients, the things that God did to build the foundation. You, you go pour a slab. And you have rock, you have different types of rock, you have sand, you have water, you have different things that are mixed together to make the foundation. Well, I want to take you through some things tonight that is mixed together to make the foundation of the church. And there's three things I want to look in Exodus 17, and we're going to see these three things. There's three rocks we're going to look at. And all three of these rocks are found in the book of Exodus. All three of these rocks is a picture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm glad I can look in the book of Exodus or the book of Genesis and see Jesus all the way through it. I want you to know, Genesis to Revelation, this whole book is about Jesus. He's everywhere in it. Exodus 17 and in verse 3. If you're with me, say amen. Exodus 17, verse 3, the Bible said, And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses, and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people. And take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand and go. Now notice verse 6. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Oreb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders in Israel. Number one, the foundation of the church is number one, the rock of sacrifice. The rock of sacrifice. The people are thirsty. They were thirsty many times. They were hungry many times. The Lord said, Moses, I want you to go out. And I want you to take the rock. And I want you to go to the people. And the people will be out there. And I want you to strike the rock. And when you strike the rock, water will come out to nourish the people. The people had a longing. And their longing needed to be fulfilled. And the only way their longing was going to be fulfilled is if that rock was struck. You see, the uh, Moses had to obey the commands of the Lord so that people could be nourished there in that wilderness. And I want you to know it was not good enough for the rock just to sit there. It wasn't good enough just to hold the rock up and say, here's water. 
But the Lord said, you take your rod and you go strike that rock. And the only way the people could be nourished is if the rock was struck by the rock. Now, the rock is a picture of Jesus Christ, of Him being the water of life. I'm glad when I get a drink of the water that He can give, that I can have it, or that's the rock. But haven't you to know that we have a need to do? And we need to be nourished. And the only way we can truly be nourished is to go to Jesus Christ. And the only way that He can nourish us and give us what we stand in need of is for Him to be struck. In order for Him to be the nourishment that we need, He had to be struck. You say, what do you mean He had to be struck? Friend, He had to be sacrificed. He had to be killed. He had to be crucified. Praise God that Jesus was born of a virgin. Praise God of all of everything that He did. But friend, may I tell you, it's all about the crucifixion and Him dying in our place. I want you to know it wasn't good enough for Him just to heal people. It wasn't good enough for Him just to walk upon the water. But friend, He had to die for us. He had to go to the cross and be struck by sin and by the world. And the only way that we could be nourished is if He went to Calvary and, and the Roman soldiers crucified Him. And I want you to know today that we can be nourished and all of our needs met because Jesus died for us. I'm not going to heaven based upon my work. I'm going to heaven based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. And I'm glad to say today that the church and the foundation that we stand on is not just a Savior who performed miracles, but a Savior who died for us, who was crucified for us, and friend, who shed His blood for us. I know today that a lot of people want to hide the blood. They want to hide the message of the cross because it scares people. It's gory, friend. You're going to learn something about me. I'm a bloody Baptist. I believe without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. I believe that the church's foundation is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And the only way that we can be nourished is if that rock was struck. And 2,000 years ago on Calvary, the Roman soldiers struck Him. And ever since that day, He's been saving souls. He's been redeeming souls. He's been healing people. I'm glad I can be nourished by the rock that was struck on Calvary. What's the foundation of the church, preacher? That Jesus was sacrificed for us. That rock. Hey, what are we to base everything on? On the cross and on the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Well, you know, this new generation, they don't like the blood. I don't care. It's not my design, it's God's design. And the design of the church is to be based upon the cross. That is our purpose here, to preach the cross and Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I'm glad when He died, He died for me. Amen. I'm glad when He died, that He died for me. Look with me. Exodus chapter 31. Exodus 31. I wanted to look at another rock. You can't have the church without the sacrifice. But you can't have the church without the Scripture. Notice the rock of Scripture, Exodus 31 and 18. 
And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai. Notice this. Two tables of testimony, tables of stone, tables of rock, written with the finger of God. That's the first written Word of God right there. Boom. There's my Word. Take it to my people. There's my Word. Take it to the people. The second thing that is the foundation of the church is the rock of Scripture. May I tell you the foundation of the church is the living Word of God. You say, preachers, the Word of God preserved? Absolutely. It's been preserved. If He can preserve mankind, He can preserve His Word or not. Is the Word of God inspired? Absolutely. Friend, this is not a book that's written by a bunch of men who got up one day and said, hey, let's write a book, and let's just make up this God. Friend, this is a book inspired by a living, holy, righteous God. And from Genesis to Revelation, I believe that He used the Holy Ghost to move upon men and they wrote as they were led by God and every word of this is inspired by a holy, righteous, living God. This is not just a, a textbook. This is not just a, a history book. This is the Word of God. And this book stands apart from every other book in all the world. And all the books in the classrooms, they have their place. But friend, this has its place today. And I want you to know this stands apart from every other book in the world because this book is the written Word of God. Written, notice what the Scripture said, by the hand of God, by His finger. By His finger upon that stone. Engraven. You remember what Job said? Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were graven in stone or in a rock. What does that mean? Something that will last. He said, I want everybody to know what, I, what I'm fixing to say. And what did, he, what did He say there? He said, for I know that my Redeemer lives. And He wanted the whole world to know. So you know what He said? He said, put it in a rock. Grave it in a rock so everybody will know. I'm glad this is in a rock today. I'm glad it lasted throughout all of eternity. Let me tell you something. The devil has done everything to destroy this Word. And he hadn't been able to do it. Men has done everything to destroy this Word. And let me tell you something. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but His words are going to be here forever. Let me tell you something, church. You know what we need to build upon? We need to build upon Genesis to Revelation. We need to build upon the written Word of God. It's inspired. It's infallible. It's perfect. It's without error. Well, I'll tell you the Word of God. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, I don't either sometimes. Because it hurts, doesn't it? But you know what? We don't need to change this. Because this is perfect. We need to change us. And instead of us changing this, let's let this change us. That's the foundation. You say, well, we got to want to. Boy, them games. Boy, the, all them eating and all of that. That's okay. That's good. Man, I'm all for it. But let's make sure we're preaching this. That's our foundation, is the written Word of God. Turn over here with me. Exodus 33. If you're with me, say amen. I got a little one back there with me. (laughs) Boy, I'm getting more. It's just like a domino effect. Exodus 33. Let's look at this third and final rock, the rock of security. Exodus 33 and verse 18, we'll find another rock here. He said, 
I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for thou shalt no man see me and live. Why is that today? Because we come short of the honor and glory of God. He is always above us. And that's something the church needs to understand. He is above us. He is the head. He is above me. He is above you. He's the head of the church. He wanted to see me. He said, you can't see my glory and live. Let me tell you something. You cannot go into the very presence of God the way you are tonight. But notice what he said in verse 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. Not in a rock, but upon a rock. You get on this rock. Notice what he said. And it shall come to pass when my glory passes by that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock and I will cover thee with my hand and I will pass by thee. And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. I'll let you see the back of me, but you can't see the front of me. But the only way you can is if you stand upon this rock. You stand upon that rock and I'll pass by you. You stand upon that rock and I'll come your way. The rock of security. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Moses? Lord, I want to see you. Aren't y'all ready to see God? You cannot see Him the way you are. You cannot enter into His presence the way you are. The only way you can enter into His presence is by standing upon the rock. I'm not the rock, but Jesus Christ is the rock. And the only way to enter into the very presence of a holy, righteous God is to get Upon that rock. Get a personal relationship with Jesus. And you know what I found out about this rock? That He will secure us. He will secure our eternity. I don't ever have to worry about dying and going to hell. Man, these people that believe they can lose their salvation, I feel sorry for them. (laughs) I'm glad I can lay my head down on my pillow knowing that I'm upon that rock. And that rock has got my salvation settled. (laughs) Well, I may lose my salvation. There ain't nothing you can do to lose your salvation. Well, nothing you did to get it to begin with. Jesus did it all for you, and He can do it all to keep you saved. I'm persuaded that He's able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. He is the rock of security. Oh, preacher, all the, all the shootings were scared. He's our rock. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Let me tell you something. He's the head of this church, and He's going to take care of this church. I remember Brother Don McCormick always told me, Oh, Brother Don, I'm worried about the church. Oh, son, that's foolish. That church was there before you got there. Be there when you leave. He said, that's the Lord's church. He said, He's always going to take care of His church. And I've learned that to be true. Man, we'll fret, we'll worry. But this is His. He's going to take care of it. Amen? We, If we are upon that rock, He's going to secure us. People say all the time, well, what if somebody comes in and they sh- and shoots? We're scared to death of that, aren't we? What if the government comes in and, and tells you, preacher, that you can't say this or say that? Friend, it's coming. It, it's right outside the door. It's coming in. He's our security. We stand upon that rock. 
And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I'm not telling you anything tonight you don't know. I'm not telling you anything new. But I am saying this. If you're not upon this right now, you need to get there tonight. Because this church has one foundation. And it's Jesus Christ. And we build upon Him. Everything else will come. All the ministries, everything has its place. But all of those ministries are built upon that firm foundation. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. And we build upon that foundation. I'm going to tell you, He's going to bless what's going on. The rock of sacrifice. The rock of Scripture. The rock of security. That's the foundation of the church. Not the music ministry. Not the youth ministry. Not this ministry. Not that ministry. Jesus is the rock. He's the solid foundation. Do you trust Him tonight? Do you trust Him tonight? Do you think He can get us through? Amen. About six of you. Y'all think He can get us through? Get upon that rock. The Lord told Him, you stand upon that rock and I'll come by your way. Hey, church, let's stand upon that rock. Hey, I'm going to let you down, but He's not. I'm going to fail you, but He won't. Let's put our eyes upon Jesus. Let's build upon that firm foundation. All other ground is sinking sand. Everywhere else you stand is sinking sand. Stand with me tonight. We're going to have a hymn of invitation as we prepare for this. I want to invite you that if you're lost tonight and you need to be saved, would you come down? Let me show you how to be saved. Maybe tonight that you have been building upon the wrong foundation. Won't you get that right with the Lord this evening and say, God, I've messed up. Man, I've been building upon the wrong thing. Just go before Him. Say, Lord, I've messed up. Help me to put you first. Help me to build upon you. Maybe you're here tonight and you just need to get at this altar. Won't you come? Maybe you need to join this church. Maybe you have a public decision. Let's take care of that this time. What page? Hymn number 403. As we sing, you've got it.